Our scripture this morning is a favorite story for many of us, the story of the prodigal son. Many of us find ourselves at some point somewhere in this story. So here are the words from Luke's gospel this morning. Chapter 15, verses 1 through 3, and then 11 through 32. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in desolate living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing he called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you. And I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. 
But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Father God, as we hear this familiar story, Father, open our hearts and our ears and our minds to the possibility of a new word coming from this text. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, I'm always curious when I hear stories of people inheriting money and property, maybe from a favorite uncle or a long-lost relative. I can't help but wonder, what are they going to do with all of that? Will they quit work? Will they give it away? Will they pay off all their outstanding bills? The possibilities really are endless. Bill and I have always joked that when we pass, our kids are going to inherit our bills. <laughs> but as we look at this well-loved story from Luke told by Jesus, I think it's important for us to understand the context and why Jesus told this story. You see, Jesus was talking to a bunch of grumbling, conceited Pharisees who were upset with Jesus because of the attention that he was giving to the least, the last, and the lost. Let's go back to the text and hear exactly who was gathered there with Jesus all the tax collectors and sinners were gathered around Jesus to listen to him. The Pharisees and the legal experts were grumbling, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Maybe they were upset to think that part of their own inheritance was going to those kind of people. I want us to stop right here for just a minute, though. Because if you know the scriptures, you know that we are part of those who have received and inheritance. We too have received the kingdom of God in our spiritual inheritance when we say yes to a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
So really the questions that I ask about those other people when they inherit things are questions that perhaps are relevant for us as well. What are we doing with what we have? Have we or are we like that greedy, arrogant, prideful younger son that squandered away that spiritual inheritance? Have we abused what we've been given or misused what we've been given? Living like we were owed what we were gifted with. Taking chances that not only hurt ourselves, but hurt those around us as well. Expecting more from others and yet not considering ourselves and our own personal responsibilities. How are we using our spiritual inheritance? You see, a prodigal isn't necessarily someone who actually leaves home. It's someone who takes their inheritance and squanders it wastefully without regard for the hopes and the dreams of the father or for the ways of their upbringing. We are responsible for that portion of goods that has been gifted to us. Many have had the prayers of godly parents or a godly parent. Many have had the Bible taught on a regular basis. Many have had the examples of godly people in and around their life. All of the right ingredients for living spiritually righteous lives. But you see, that's the rub. That's the rub. There has been so much taken and so little accomplished. So much invested, but no decisions made or even lived out. It's hard to watch as one makes decisions that lead to nowhere. To see one choose the very things that they know are wrong. They'd sell their souls for a bite to eat. They'll make deals with the very people that they despise. Sin will grow in them an appetite that gets bigger 
than their sense of decency. It made a cheap betrayer out of Judas. And it made a couple of just plain old low-down liars out of Ananias and Sapphira. And it can do as bad or worse to us if we let it, if we allow it. Now, there are some who come to that place, that moment in time where they're able to recognize those things, and they begin to shift and go into another direction. And then there comes that moment when they realize that what they had in a relationship with Jesus was really all they had longed for and needed their whole life. They come to that place where their condition is because of their own actions. Nobody else's. And they realize that they have to make a change. They have to begin to try to restore what they had. But then there are those who are like the older brother. Maybe you recognize him. Mr. Responsible. The complainer. Mr. Grouch. The resentful one? You know, the one that takes the spiritual inheritance for granted or treats it as a duty to be, a, to be performed rather than a privilege. There's a famine that is just as real and just as deadly that qualifies as a prodigal. And that is what's known as a famine of spirit. A famine of spirit. There are prodigals who never physically leave the church. Who still play the game and make their appearances. But inside... They are so far in a distant country, squandering everything that God has given. How long does the bitterness fester? How many weeks or months or years Does one suffer in silence, thinking that their restraint is righteous? Does their inheritance shrink as their anger grows? Does every word spoken and every request made feel like a knife being stuck in their chest? 
Do they ever lie in bed at night wishing they had the courage to leave or to scream or to pound on something? We are right here in the middle of Lent. The perfect time for reflection and repentance, looking at our own need for God. This season of Lent helps us to see the lostness of our inheritance. The reasons, the events, that led up to either the squandering or the hoarding or the disillusionment of how we have been living. And the question that is asked over and over and over, why is it that we cannot admit our own fault? I know that there are terrifying things to admit to ourselves, much less to say out loud to someone else. But what if you do say? What if you do speak those words that sound perhaps something like this? Something in me is broken. Broken so much that I can't enjoy what I've been given. Please help me. Wrap your arms around me. Hold me. I am full of hatred. Mostly for myself. Please teach me how to love. Yes, your brother has squandered his inheritance. But maybe by hoarding and withholding, you've also squandered yours. Why is it that you pull away from the very ones, the very one that can see you through? And this points bright back to our own spiritual lostness, our spiritual condition. If you notice, the end of this story is kind of left open-ending, as some of Jesus' parables are. But it's not only the story in Scripture that is left open, but our own response as well. Will we 
reclaim our spiritual inheritance? Maybe our pride and our sense of self and fairness will win out over our need for forgiveness and joy. Or maybe we'll just stomp away mad and go back to the fields and work all the more furiously. Or maybe, just maybe, our yearning for the love that is found in our inheritance will win out. And we will come back fully into the joy of a God who loves us so much and rejoices every time he sees us returning. You see, the father was right in his conversation with his oldest son. He says, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. There's always enough in God's kingdom. Enough for all who want it. This, my friends, is that story of grace, grace, God's grace. A grace that is greater. So I want to ask you this morning, if God is speaking to your heart, making you aware possibly that you are somewhere in this story of the prodigal? As always, the altar is open and Christ is waiting. So I ask that you take a serious look at all you've been gifted with all of your inheritance and then share your heart with the one who knows and loves you best. Let us pray. Father God, speak to our hearts. Lord, let us be honest with not only ourselves, but with you. And lead us back to that place if we have strayed. Call us home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.